Thanks for listening to Looking Forward Our Way. We'd like to ask a favor from you. Would you give us some feedback on our podcast? We've made it really easy to do so. Click on the link in your episode show notes. That link will take you to our podcast Google My Business page. You may have to sign in to your Google account. From there, we'd appreciate your feedback on the podcast overall, feedback on a specific episode, or a suggestion on what you'd like to see us cover in a future episode. All your feedback is so much appreciated. Your comments only help us create episodes that will keep all of us looking forward our way. And I I think that the whole thing is, is, you know, age is is a progression and it's happening to us all. We're never going to be any younger than we are right this second. Exactly. And so it's really important to recognize programs like Meals on Wheels that are in place uh, to provide care for older adults. We're all going to be there someday. And just uh, the importance of the volunteering and connecting and donating and supporting. We are looking forward our way. We're on location in Lancaster, Ohio at the Fairfield County Meals on Wheels Senior Center. This is Brett. With me as always is Carol. How are you? I'm good, Brett. I'm enjoying our field trip to Lancaster. Um, Those who know me know I try to get down here often. And um, it's just, we're just an hour southeast of Columbus. So it's pretty um, uh, easy little drive. And Lancaster is a city of about 40,000 people. So it's a nice, great location to for us to, to be. And we wanted to feature another county here in central Ohio. Right. I want to start our conversation with a quote. Don't regret growing older. It's a privilege denied to many. Boy, does that hit the spot for those of us who are aging and trying to age well. um, It's taken from a Fairfield County, Ohio newsletter called Alternatives for Older Adults. And that's our feature for today's podcast. We're here at the center to learn more about senior services available in Lancaster and Franklin County. We've often discussed senior services in Columbus and thought it would be a great time to showcase a different county and celebrate their new facility, which is so cool. Um, and the incredible services that they provide. So let's welcome Anna Tobin, who is the Executive Director of the Meals on Wheels Fairfield County Program. Thank you so much. Well, good morning, Brett and Carol. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. It's just a pleasure to have you here at our Senior Services Center, home to the Meals on Wheels Program here in Fairfield County. Well, and Anna and I go a ways back because um, she used to have me come down here and uh, talk on her radio program. So right. we've, do, we've done this uh, microphone stuff before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, talk about you and your journey to the Meals on Wheels program. You know, talk about yourself. How, how, how did you get here today? You wow. It, it's been an incredible journey for mm-hmm. me personally. You know, I've, I'm a business major, went to school. My family is a business mm-hmm. kind of family and, you know, was thinking I'd go into the business world and that kind of thing. But First of all, I'm wife and mother, so I chose to stay home with my family as we were raising five children. So Ooh. that was a task in itself. And big uh, brood, yeah. There oh, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Always stayed involved in the community throughout that experience. So whether it was working through the schools, through the you know parent programs, or organizing program uh, booklets and that kind of thing for the high schools, just whatever uh, I could get my hands into. I did a little bit into some politics as one of those central committee people that got the voters to come out mm-hmm. and um, man the tables at the voting booths or just join twigs or whatever kind of programs that could keep me engaged with 
others in the community and providing benefit to the community. But I do um, have a business background. I'm a business major, administration, um, but I have a heart of a social worker. I've always said I've always wanted to help people and to find Mm -hmm. meaning in work. It comes through helping people. And I started my journey really through – with the social services through becoming the executive director of Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And Carol, I think that's where we met at different times. You know that because you were working with senior employment and engaging seniors in the community. I kept saying, oh, seniors make great volunteers. Mm -hmm. They make great mentors. They have such experience to share with people. So I spent several years with um, Big Brothers and Big Sisters, and it's a smaller organization. Um, So I started thinking about, you know, what other opportunities might be available in the community. And just as it be, God always has a direction for people. Started helping my dad deliver Holy Communion to the nursing homes. Hmm. And I fell in love with the seniors that I was meeting in the nursing homes. And one man actually took my hand one day. He kissed my hand and he said, thank you for coming, but I just want to be home with my wife. Wow. And I left there crying my eyes out. And I thought, how can we help these people how can we further help and this job opening came available through meals on wheels and it just all started clicking for me and i was thinking what another great experience to provide back to the community and to help our seniors remain living independently in their homes where they want to be right and so that's how i came to be with meals on wheels of fairfield Mm -hmm. county and as the executive director man you wear a lot of different hats and i'm sure you talk to a lot of different people but you do everything Everything from budgeting to strategic planning, uh, marketing to fundraising. Well, it, it is a business. It is. So that business mm-hmm. background for me really came in handy. But learning social services came through uh, mentorship, really, by watching others in the community be engaged in hundreds of hours of workshops and uh, trainings and that kind of thing. Um, and I've had some really great mem- uh, mentors, whether they've been board members or actually past mm-hmm. employees, mm-hmm. Uh, like with right. big brothers and big sisters or here who help train and help you get you up to speed on what it is that you know you're providing here in the community so i've done lots of radio spots over the years yes. so carolyn you've we been had on great and, fun yes. yeah and brett yeah. i guess we have a little bit in common a because you bit, do this yeah. all the time yeah a little bit so yes. yeah radio background well, yeah I, well you know when as i was doing some research for our program today i did not realize that meals on wheels actually goes back to the 1940s in England, and it was people in the community helping those whose homes were destroyed during the Blitz uh, in the war okay. in England, and which I I was fascinated with. Um, it it uh, grew in the UK and hit the United States in 1954. Literally, hundreds of millions of meals are delivered yearly in the United States, which is. Un- unbelievable. When people hear about Meals on Wheels, I don't think folks have any clue how big it really is. So do you? can you give us a little bit of background on, on how it got started here in Fairfield County? Yeah. So first of all, for, for our listeners, you know, Meals on Wheels is that program. It does provide proper nutrition. Uh, exactly. The third recommended, uh, one third of the seniors daily recommended intake. And when we know that um, we're getting proper nutrition into people, it really does make a difference in their life. It reduces that food insecurity 
security, and improves the overall quality of their life. And it also reduces um, government expenditures by reducing incidents of seniors returning to hospitals, mm-hmm. right. uh, avoidable readmissions to the ER, and avoidable admissions to the nursing homes. So that in itself is huge, and it, it, it signifies the importance of this work that we're doing. But I think um, when we look back over the course of history, you were talking about it started out of the blitz and that kind of thing. But in America, too, um, you know, one of the first programs that happened was in 54. So it took us a while to jump right, jump on. Right. And that was in Philadelphia. Okay. And they they used platter angels. And I always loved this because platter they were high angels. schoolers, high oh, school students who prepared and packaged and delivered those meals. And I thought that was pretty cool. And so then uh, the second program was in Columbus, Ohio. I oh, mean, I can didn't you realize that? that. Interesting. And that was then in the 70s. And so that model was uh, restaurants prepared the meals, and it was delivered by taxis, the Mm. taxi service. Interesting. And it would go to the um, people who were not in the hospital yet, but needed some help, you know, remaining successful in their home. So currently, there's over 5,000 Meals on Wheels programs across the United States. And so virtually every community has the support of a Meals on Wheels program. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that, it makes so much sense. Our seniors want to be home. They need some help in remaining at home. The nursing homes, even if everyone were to go to a nursing home, did not have enough beds to support the number of seniors Mm -hmm. who need assistance. And we know as the senior population continues to grow, as us boomers (laughs) come of age, I'm at the tail end of that group, um, you know, that number is just going to keep going up and up and up. And what we were charged with as a a community-based provider is just that – getting a balance between the number of people in the nursing homes and the number of people that you're able to serve in the community so that there's a good balance there. And so that the funding, you know, it costs a lot to keep someone into a nursing home through Medicaid spending. Mm-hmm. It costs a lot to put someone in long-term placement. It costs a lot to keep uh, seniors in, in a hospital or maybe you've got those frequent flyers that fall and injure and end up in ERs. Our charge as a community-based provider is to provide the meals, which are proper nutrition that helps with mental acuity, strength, keeps people healthy, strong, keeps their, you know, uh, keeps their diabetes in check and that kind of thing. But also education, falls prevention, uh, managing chronic illness and that kind of thing, all in this community-based kind of setting so that our seniors are not caught up in this uh, health industry, you know, and spending more and more of our taxpayers' money. So I always say it's the right thing to take care of people. That's foremost the thing we want Mm, to do. But it also makes sense economically. Right. Uh, So I I think that this movement, the Meals on Wheels movement, and the um, social service, community-based services for seniors, I think it is one of the greatest social movements that's ever happened to our community. Well, Sorry, and, I was and kind of windy on that. No, I get passionate no, about it. It, it is, sense. but but too when you're looking at Lancaster, mm-hmm. it's it, Columbus too. It we are an aging population, mm-hmm. so the there it's huge with age friendly um, neighborhoods, um, the village sure. programs, mm-hmm. the. Um, um, other kinds of social services that are coming around, um, it is so much cheaper for someone to be not only be at home, 
they're more comfortable. Mm-hmm. They are they're It's easier for their family to help them. But you know, you go into the nursing facilities, and we've seen this over the last couple of years. The nurse, the nursing facilities, it's really difficult. They're really having you know, it, it is, especially it throughout the pandemic. It, it was right. very difficult. Well, and we have to give a shout out to our Ohio National Guard folks who came in and helped do the Meals on Wheels deliveries during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They did a phenomenal job, and and uh, kudos to all those folks who who helped in that. Yeah. Well, you know, listeners may not realize that a vast number of older adults who are able to age in place because of the service. We mentioned that kind of referenced that gentleman who said he wanted to be home with his wife. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what this is all about, you know, Mm -hmm. and also that meal is not just a tray being given to that recipient. It it includes a visit from a volunteer to check on the senior, possibly a daily wellness check to ensure that the senior is safe. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a way to maintain good health. It may include referrals to other services. Mm -hmm. Could you give us an overview, um, look at the importance of Meals on Wheels and the impact it has on clients from from what you've seen? So for sure, you know, we know Meals on Wheels is really critical to the overall health and well-being for our seniors, whether it's their actual physical health, their connection, and their independence. That's that's all proven uh, through the Meals on Wheels program. And we really are meal and so much more. It is that moment of uh, human connection throughout the day for many of our seniors. We're a network of support. Our seniors know we're on the other end of the phone. You know, if they need something, they can call us. They each have a care coordinator. Those are the people who bring them into the program right. and, mm-hmm. and connect them to services. So they really do come to rely on us as, as that part of their support. It's peace of mind for family members who live across the city or across the state or across the country, knowing that the Meals on Wheels program is a trusted source that's going to take care of their loved one mm-hmm. when they can't be mm-hmm. there. So um, as far as... Um, when we're looking at you know the overall health and well-being of our seniors, we know proper nutrition is really key to successful aging. It maintains your health, your mental acuity, your muscle strength, and it aids in your healing. And this is all really good news when we're trying to help seniors face this challenge in their life of a changing body, you know, of changing situations, mm-hmm. uh, changing conditions um, for which they live. So, again, it's really a win-win for seniors and for our community as we all come together you know we are a public-private partnership we need the community to help us help others right and psychologically they get to stay at home so therefore they probably will eat the meal that you give them they'll take the medication that they're there to prescribe because they're at home right right who who among us doesn't want to be home there yeah there's it's just amazing how um, this has made a difference in so many people's lives. I know my right. aunts and uncles um, who even when they did end up in a nursing home, they were able to stay home longer. Yeah. So it may not be permanent, mm-hmm. but at least it holds off those terribly traumatic changes that are going to happen. Oh, for sure. And when you were saying it encourages uh, our seniors to eat food, uh, one of the things I find really interesting about the daily home-delivered model as you come through that door with a hot meal prepared and ready to eat, that stimulates an older adult's appetite. Really? And one of the things that we have issue with is when you give a senior a stack of frozen meals, mm. or we have a drop ship of dry meals that you add water and put them in the microwave, mm. they're not as likely to eat. We can sit a meal at someone who's bedbound, and we can remove that plastic 
top cover, you know, get their utensils out for them, get their milk ready for them, and it's ready there for them to eat. So it really does encourage our seniors. It's almost a restaurant feel almost, if you <laughs> think well, about true. it. You know, DoorDash has nothing on us, man. Exactly. <laughs> they stole your model. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you know, oh gosh, if you could only make the money that DoorDash makes. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Oh, that's so too funny. You, let's, let's carry that whole notion of socialization a little higher because um, it is important that Meals on Wheels does get those meals to their homes. But people can also come here to eat here at your center, which is very cool. I was just actually upstairs smelling lunch, and I'm thinking, I wonder what's on the menu for the day. Um, So, But, you know, those who are farther away can meet in a couple of different restaurants here in the county, Mm -hmm. but socialization is critical. We certainly saw that issue over the past couple of years with the pandemic. People, this lockdown Um, My aunt keeps telling me she's in prison. It's really, really been bad. Um, So tell us more about those other services where you're bringing people here to the center. Well, that's such a great um, point to bring up, uh, Carol, because part of what we do, again, is that reducing isolation Mm -hmm. and making sure seniors are connected. Now, many seniors that are homebound, they are not able to get out. But there are many seniors who can still drive. They just need a place to go. Right. And so um, in, in Fairfield County, we do have five congregate dining sites. This is the largest one here on the uh, Meals on Wheels campus, but they're located in senior living facilities. And so the senior apartment buildings have dining rooms. So many times the seniors can congregate. People from the community can also come to that site and congregate and have a meal. Uh, Each of those sites are staffed by a Meals on Wheels uh, coordinator, and they also have crafts and activities for the seniors for after the meal. So during the pandemic, those, of course, closed because there was no gathering. So those uh, congregate diners were home delivered. Okay, We provided them with activity packets. We provided them with virtual activities, any way that we could think of of keeping them connected. So again, uh, our largest site for uh, meals, congregate meals, is here at the, we call it Sister Lucille's Dining Room. Lucy's Cafe for short. And uh, it's a Monday through Friday. It's free flow dining. It kind of looks like a restaurant. And it is. It's very nice. And mm-hmm. have a meal and uh, a little bit before their meal. Sometimes there's activities. Sometimes they're scheduled for after the meal. But the whole idea is to get people engaged and in, in, uh, having some fun together. Mm-hmm. And when we talked a, a little bit uh, before the show, we did a brief tour of the facility and we looked at some of the rooms that we have available. Mm-hmm. So we do have a couple activity rooms. We have a chair volleyball room. It kind of has more of our exercise feel to it. So uh, various different activities available for those seniors who would like uh, to participate. But we also offer Telefriend, which is a program designed for seniors who can't um, get out of the house maybe and they need some someone to call them once a week. You know, we have seniors tell us, I don't think anybody knows that I'm alive. Wow. You know, if if... If, if I don't talk to you, if I don't see you, who would who would ever know if something happened right. to me? Right. So we encourage all kinds of things, whether you get the personal emergency response button, you know, the help me, mm-hmm. I fall on mm-hmm. the can't get up button, or participate in our telephone program. We have volunteers who staff the lines. We also have staff who make those calls. But it's just touching base. How are you doing? Can we provide you with additional services? Do you need anything? You know, 
and just general conversation. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really a cool program um, that we're able to provide. We do Medicare counseling. So, you know, it's open enrollment season right now, and our seniors find themselves in this program, which is ever-changing, kind of confusing, but we have counselors who are certified to help walk through that process mm-hmm. and do a Medicare checkup, you know, once a year to make sure you're in the appropriate programs. The virtual activities have been fabulous. This was something we should have done long ago. Didn't come out until the pandemic hit, and we had to start thinking, how are we going to become creative? Yes. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you've heard this a million times. But bingo. We have home-delivered people who have never been to an activity who are now playing bingo once a week over conference line. They oh, don't want to do fun. <laughs> they don't want to do computers. I was just going to say that would have been fun on Zoom too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They all opted they would rather call in on the conference line. If they win, our home, our delivery oh, driver takes them their prize, and they are ecstatic. So oh, once a week now they have something to look forward to, an activity, something fun <laughs> that they like to do. And you know we're going to keep doing it. So and it's not hard. I mean, and a phone. Everybody, for the most part, has Mm -hmm. a phone. Yeah, you know that Zoom thing is challenging for for many seniors. I think forty percent of our seniors don't have computers. They don't have internet access and don't need it. Mm-hmm. They, they don't need it. So. Not not to do Zoom bingo. So. Right, exactly. Do you know, one of the things that you mentioned um, that I, I never thought to add to our questions here, all of that work that volunteers are doing, that's good for them, too. Because I'm guessing many of your volunteers are probably older, mm-hmm. and they are... Um, socializing because they are providing that to the yeah. to the clients. It really is meaningful work. I mean, when you know that you're taking care of somebody at just such a basic need level, connection and right. food. I mean, it really does help improve how you feel about yourself. Right. You know, it gives your purpose, sense of well-being and sense of uh, urgency and getting up in the morning and get, getting prepared to do something. And you're absolutely right. I would say the majority of our volunteers are retirees mm-hmm. uh, who come out and just want to stay engaged in living. Right. And it really does provide them with that sense of purpose. Right. Well, and listeners, don't forget, we are going to have all this information on our show notes when we um, have the, the podcast uh, post. And if you're interested in being a Meals on Wheels volunteer, we'll have information about how to go about doing that because your services are needed. They are. And, you know, we're always looking for delivery drivers. Uh, That's here in the city of Lancaster. We have 12 routes that run in the city. So it's broken Mm -hmm. up in sections of the city. It takes about an hour and a half to two hours to uh, fully execute your route. That's Mm -hmm. getting here, getting loaded up getting delivery and then bringing back the coolers and all right. uh, so it's it's a once a week opportunity you can do it twice a week you can do it as much as you want uh, we have church groups who come in and they get us a group of 10 people and they each take one day a week but one what how do i want to say it? Oh, they're on a rotation mm-hmm. that group right. of 10 rotate throughout the week on mondays so it's not too overburdensome for any one individual but it's a great opportunity you know to as right. churches say to share the love of god with others you are well and doing it giving back doing it with your friends and mm-hmm. enjoying the time right. and what we love about them is if somebody's calling off they fill the holes themselves right <laughs> oh <laughs> you yes. know, they yeah they just kind of yes. make that all happen right. so right. it's great for service clubs it's great for churches or organizations we always say it's 
great for at-home uh, parents who might be staying home and their kids are at school and they need something to do during the day <laughs> as if they don't have enough to do. But, but some people, you know, are looking for opportunities. Hey, it what can I do while my kids are in school? Right. So it's a Gosh, great way to, sure. good. to participate. Yeah. Well, you've got a lot of other services you provide, too, not just a hot meal. You've got like, right. caregiving, representative payee services, home repairs, which makes a lot of sense if you think about it, um, lifeline monitoring systems, homemaking. Talk about how that evolved beyond, you know, just the delivering meals. But did you see the need and say, well, we can do that? <laughs> yeah, I think like with so many programs that grow, um, that's pretty much the case. It's yeah. like, oh, look what else we can do to help. Look what else we can right. do to help. But if you look at it systematically, I guess, systemically, is that the word? Um, as we grew as an organization, so did funding. Mm-hmm. And so um, if I take it back a ways, we're looking at, you know, 1973, we're operating off of United Way funding, you know, just to get these meals out and um, donations and that kind of thing. And as we start moving through the years, uh, the Older Americans Act funding started to become more available, that Title III funding that supports services for older adults. And so here locally, we became the, I guess you want to call it the Office on Aging uh, for Fairfield County. I believe it was in 2002, 2004. And that meant at the state level, they said, I, we need an entity to use these funds for minor home repairs and caregiver mm-hmm. support programming. We need somebody to organize this and manage these funds and get these services out to seniors. And that's where Meals on Wheels stepped up to the plate and said, oh, good. we'll take that on. Mm-hmm. We're assessing people anyway. We're, We're in here. The, they're in their homes already. Yep. They, uh, they they trust us. Yep. So they trust us to fix their toilet. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then around 2004, uh, again, the people who were organizing this this wonderful organization, you know, we're seeing that, oh, gosh, now we're getting so big, this funding isn't keeping up. Oh. And so they institute, went for a Meals on Wheels senior services levy. And that's a property tax levy that supports these programs. Mm-hmm. So with that levy, it's, a, it's renewed every five years. It allows in Fairfield County that our seniors are not put on a waiting list for services at a time when they need them most. Right, And so we have to say thank you to the voters of Fairfield County for supporting the Meals on Wheels services levy, which provides those home-delivered meals, just all those things you're you're going down through, uh, minor home repairs, utility assistance. Um, we have adaptive equipment that we loan out, the personal care and the homemaking, all kinds of services just designed to help our seniors be successful. Right. And so, those, those levies are so important, and, and many um, counties in Ohio have them. Some don't, and those counties are hurting they really because are. our population in our state is, is aging. Um, and it's tra- even transportation to doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. These are the, the little tiny things that mean so much to an individual and allow them to stay home mm-hmm. as opposed to being in a nursing home. And Absolutely. the difference in cost is astronomical. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, to your point, we do have an identity problem here at Meals on Wheels. <laughs> and it's the point that our name is Meals on Wheels. Right. So many times people will get in here and they're like, I didn't know you did that, too. And so our challenge is always to make sure that our our community and our county, they understand who we are, what we offer, and how seniors can access services. So we spend a lot of our time, you know, promoting in that way. Yeah. So, again, if seniors uh, 60 and older here in Fairfield County, 
caregivers who are caring for an older adult, you know, need to reach out to Meals on Wheels, they can give us a call at 740-681-5050. You can also visit our website. We have a great website at mealsonwheelsfairfieldcounty.org. I will say all the letters, but it's very tongue, it's like a tongue twister. It's (laughs) www.mowfc.org. There you go. Anna, we had just talked a little bit about the importance of your volunteers, not just to get the work done, but also for they themselves as individuals. Um, how, what is what exactly what's what is um, that group taking care of? How many people are you serving, and and what are the all the other different kinds of things you've mentioned? You know, driving, but what are the other kinds of things that they're doing? Well, that's a great question. You know, our volunteers are critically important to our ability to serve over twenty five hundred seniors every year. I mean, if we're just looking at meals, we're close getting close to three hundred thousand meals being served here in Fairfield County per year. So to help us make that happen, we need volunteers. We have about 45 volunteers on the books right now. Uh, The majority are delivering meals. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do it, again, like we were talking about, Monday through Friday. It's a couple hours. They choose the day that they'd like to to deliver. But there's also other opportunities, and the base is growing for this help now. And the help is with the Telefriend program. We use volunteers to help us pack up those activity packs that are going out to seniors. We also use volunteers to help with office work in the kitchen. We have people who love to cook, so we can bring them in and they can help. You saw the assembly line right, <laughs> earlier right. this morning, but our kitchen comes in at you know 6, 6.30 in the morning, and they're starting to cook for the day. So. Right. You said it was a 1,000 meals a day, you're yeah. going out the door. Yeah, going out the door. So we have that going on. And then packing meal sacks. So we all every hot delivered meal that goes out has sides that go with it. And they mm-hmm. get put into a brown paper bag and delivered. So when you're thinking of those 1,000 meals going out each day, those bags are going out too. So right. we get those bins filled up with bags and they're depleted before you know it. Mm-hmm. So we're always using volunteers to help get those bags packed. Wonderful. And that's a great opportunity for high school students. Mm-hmm. We've uh, partnered with Fairfield DD on different opportunities. So it's really a nice way. It's an easier way to volunteer. It's kind of low assembly line. You just... Well, and and some folks may not be comfortable driving around Mm -hmm. and going in and out of people's homes. They may not be Mm -hmm. physically able to do that, but you can put them to work packing a bag. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Well, I'm a dog dad, so I want to make sure we discuss the furry friends of the seniors. You have a Food for Paws program. We do. And that program's been wildly popular. It's for our lower income clients of Meals on Wheels. And that that came into being again to your point of how did these programs start well you see a need and a few years back our drivers were seeing our seniors taking their meals taking half out eating that on a plate and giving the giving the rest to their pet because they didn't have pet food and you know we know that pets are so important to our seniors for their socialization their reason to get up in the morning it brings smiles to their face it's just wonderful to make sure that our seniors are successful at raising and keeping their pets for as long as they can and so the food for paws program was developed and it is um Pet food, we collect pet food, we collect um, pet toys, litter, um, that kind of thing. And it's all donation-driven. So remember I said we had the Meals on Wheels Senior Services levy? Feeding pets wasn't part of the program (laughs) that we're allowed to spend that money on. That's okay. So Meals on Wheels of America, almost almost every Meals on Wheels program has one of these programs now. And they offer grants. Uh, We take donations um, of money and um, pet food. And so a lot of times we need 
um, canned food. Mm-hmm. Our seniors' pets are kind of old, so they have trouble chewing the the dry dog food. So mm-hmm. we get a lot of wet canned cat food, canned dog food, and that kind of thing. And we distribute it once a month, a uh, supply to the seniors who qualify for the program. So it's a great program that's available to, like I said, our lower income clients. Uh, we also offer minor veterinarian care through this service, so it does help provide. With oh, some, that's good to know. Okay. Some minor veterinarian care and grooming. We also added boarding uh, to. Uh, that list of right. activities oh. because if you're going into the hospital uh-huh. or surgery or something, you're going to need some help. Right. So, oh my right. gosh, I'm seeing of a good volunteer opportunity down the road too for people to foster. Why? Oh, and <laughs> yeah. all those yeah. kids who want to become veterinarians. Yeah. Sure. Gosh, uh, there yeah. you go. My yeah. daughter currently works at the uh, Humane Society, and she's a foster for kittens. There. You talk about fun. I oh my know. gosh! Yeah. They end up in my in my house because sure. she's home. Yeah. Oh my god! But I said this is great. You know, you get to play with the kittens, yeah. and then you send them back, and it's just this perpetual stream of kittens. So I'm just constantly That's smiling oh <laughs> because god. they're so much fun. But oh I can god. see where it makes a real, oh, a real uh, difference. Sure. In it does, in and, and it, what a great thing that we're recognizing that um, uh, the pets are important for seniors. They yeah. they need to be able to have that outlet and have somebody to talk to oh yeah well <laughs> nothing day. else yeah correct yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, you know we, we did out of the chair if anything else you know my mom she's right. always like that doggone dog he always wants me to take him out and i'm like well that gets you up out of the chair yeah. get exactly. you outside and, for and a little I think bit you can, you, i think you complain too much you don't have a problem doing that yeah you just <laughs> yeah. want to complain what we did not cover is talking about the transition here into this new building Let's oh, wow. talk a little bit about that. Yes, the, 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 absolutely. You gave us a tour earlier. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't know through half the building it was actually an old school until you walk into you know a, yeah. another part that hadn't been refinished yet. But yeah. talk about the transition coming here. Okay. So I came on board with Meals on Wheels in 2014. And one of the things in my interview was, how do you feel about building? <laughs> oh, <laughs> So I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> there you go. So, well, I haven't done any major projects. You know, we did our house and that kind of thing. When they proceeded to tell me, well, we're out of space at our current location, oh, so that's yeah. going to be your top priority. Right, right. And so it began, you know, it was what's our needs. So we did a big needs assessment and where are we, where, you know, where's the projection for food, you know, so many right. years down the road. And uh, we were formerly housed in the Meals, or excuse me, in the Olivedale Senior Center which is part of the city park system, great partnership for over 40 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just literally outgrew our space. We had a very small dining room uh, for the seniors to come and eat at the congregate dining. The kitchen was probably half the size of what we have now. And just from a visual of watching the, the cooks in there, it was pans up over people's heads and, oh you know, oh, 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 move, oh, excuse yeah. me, excuse oh, yeah. me, pardon me, pardon me. And it, it was a disaster waiting to happen. There was no more room underneath the big cooking hoods, you know, that are required to get the exhaust out to put any more stoves or any more cooking um, equipment. So we knew we couldn't expand where we were. Uh, it became a search. Uh, we, we talked about, you know, what do we do? Um, can we build on? And that became problematic because, again, it's a city parks and we're a nonprofit. Very hard to get funding for something like that. Mm-hmm. So all these school buildings in our community were coming up for sale. Um, there had been a big bond levy type thing uh, going on so that we could build new schools. And uh, we were fortunate to put in a bid and receive get this school for 
a very, very good price. And it provided us with the opportunity to then um, renovate it to make it user-friendly for our right. organization. So we have a large commercial kitchen. We have a fabulous dining room, and it also has a serving kitchen. We have the ability to have activity rooms and that kind of thing. Our food storage <laughs> used to be in the basement, so every day it was up and down an elevator for our staff to go get product, bring it up to the kitchen, and wheel it past all the offices where we worked. It was just noisy and just cluttered and chaos. But here, it seems like everything has its place. And oh, everything's nice. running so smoothly. We are just blessed to be be here. That's and we wonderful. moved in in 2019, I should say. We bought it in 2017. Had great support from the communities. Got some really nice grants from PNC and some of the other Fairfield County Foundation uh, and made it all happen. We are debt-free. I mean, oh, that nice. is incredible. Very nice. I think, you know, I have wow. to give a big shout out to Bob Fox. He was a lead donor and it just got a lot of other people to step up and Well, and you know, it, and that comes as recognition of a program that's working well mm-hmm. and um, that is absolutely needed. Well, uh, and and recognizing you don't have to tear everything down. Right. Right. You're right. You re, especially if it's in really good shape. Mm-hmm. It just outgrew the needs of the yeah. school system, of course. Yeah. But yeah, it's a perfect. You walk in here and you think the place was here built for it. Yeah. If you think like, yeah. for the reuse of the kitchen area, the uh, what would have been the gym is now a big area for you know these huge refrigerators. Oh my gosh, oh, you yes. know. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that's a unique space in itself. It's yeah, perfect fit. And you know, so many of the people in our community they um, they identify with the schools. They love right. coming back here. They're like, oh, my kids went here, or I went here. Or, you know, yes. just it, it's it's fun, and so it's been a great move for us we have tons of space out back probably three acres out back you know if there's things we want to do in the future mm-hmm. so lots of things going on um, currently although the place looks great we, we have uh, to replace our roof and so the focus of our last year's annual campaign was uh, raising funds to get that roof replaced we have, Good. To, we have to raise over 200,000 about 200,000 dollars wow and so yep but I think once we get that taken care of, we should be good to go for quite a while. Great. Yeah, good. that's great. Good. Anna, before we finish today, we always ask our guests if they would like to provide listeners with a few words of wisdom, some last tips on what people should know about Meals on Wheels, the services that are open for seniors here in Fairfield County, and, uh, and volunteer opportunities. Well, I loved your quote earlier, and I, I think that the whole thing is, is, you know, age is is a progression and it's happening to us all we're never going to be any younger than we are right this second exactly and so it's really important to recognize programs like meals on wheels that are in place uh to provide care for older adults we're all going to be there someday and just uh the importance of the volunteering and connecting and donating and supporting and that kind of thing so whatever community you live in to recognize the value of the service. So whether it's the value of the human side of it, of taking care of people and caring for people, or if it's the financial side of it, if you think, well, it's, it's better for me to invest in a community-based program than to you know, have these people in, in the Medicaid systems and the Medicare systems. Whatever floats your boat, whatever your driving force is, I encourage you to get involved with these types of programs. These services can be temporary or mm-hmm. long-term. Right. You touched on that point earlier, whether you're coming out of a surgery and you just need help for a couple months. We've had people that's been on for 30 days and we call them back to see how they're doing. 
I'm good. I don't need you anymore. I'll call you in the future. Exactly. So we've right. done our job. Right. We've helped that person successfully heal and providing good nutrition and the support they need. And again, our, our services are all provided with our seniors in mind to reduce um, the hunger, the isolation, and encourage independence. And as we all age, I just want to say we're all going to face those challenges. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to know, it's comforting to know, that programs like Meals on Wheels are here to help. Right. And so I just want to encourage people, if you would like to speak with one of our care coordinators or you just have general questions, give us a call here at the agency at 740-681-5050. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, thanks for being with us today. We enjoy the tour and the information. And I think it's always a great opportunity to learn more about, like you said, Meals on Wheels. You didn't know you. In addition to all these other things that are going on. So we'll have uh, links in the show notes and on our website, lookingforwardourway.com to contact information and resources and such. So we hope to hear from you with feedback on this and other episodes. Anna, thanks for hosting us today. Well, thanks for being here. It's great to have you in the facility. 